Meadows coming off hill, starting to lengthen. Ari Song's down the outside, but Nash said, go and handle the truth. Two lengths in front. Arcado's doing the chasing. So's Ari Song's, but handle the truth in front of Arcado, chipping in now. It's handle the truth. Arcado goes to him and got him. Arcado got up to win the Cosi Oscar. Nature Strip at the 300 metres, two lengths clear from his old sparring partner, Eduardo, giving chase. It's Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Classique Legends rattling home. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going. Eduardo, Mars Crusaders jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're here to review Everest Day. It was first day back on track for those lucky enough there to be at Randwick. Mark Sheen was one of those. Mark, just give us an overview of what it was like to be back on course. No, it was good to have some crowd noise. Um, a lot of people staying out on the front part of the track um, to, to soak up the atmosphere and maybe not catch COVID inside, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, it looked a bit, you know, it was pretty quiet inside for uh, Everest Day, really. And uh, as I said, they're all out the front. And as you saw there in the scenes after the race, uh, all, you know, probably uh, skinful by about race eight there and having a bit of fun. So it was good to have a bit of atmosphere uh, for the day. Yeah, certainly seeing that J-Mac in particular seemed to relish the fact that there was a crowd back on course after he led Nature Strip back into the enclosure. Yeah, well, look, it did lead to a bit of trouble there. They started playing Sweet Caroline, everyone started singing, but um, a lot of the horses were still in a very narrow parade area there and, and were going off their heads, so they didn't handle that very well. Um, so they'll have to try and work that out. This was, you know, this was a poorly built uh, stand and parade area to start with, and it's sort of come back to haunt them a little bit there on Saturday. Okay. Uh, look, Mark Roden, we'll get into some of the racing in particular because there were some fascinating races on the day, but... Uh... Overall, how'd you see it? Yeah, great days racing, I thought, on the whole. Really good Everest. Great, great race, great contests, great spectacle. Um, got it. I mean, we, we give the tracks a whack, but this this improved far more than I thought it would. It, it raced a lot better than I thought it would. It was fairer than I thought it would. Look, I think the fence was gone by, by the end of the program, but um, but uh, inside barriers were in play, certainly for the first, I'd say, seven races or so. Um, so they've done a great job there. And... Um, yeah, just a good day all around. And Rob Scarry, it's a welcome to you. You'll be back on course on Wednesday, but uh, for your final day watching through the telly, did you have a highlight? Oh, look, obviously the Everest was great. Um, you know, I'm always whacking the Randwick Swamp, but um, the 40k an hour wins really did help dry it out. And yeah, um, that was the highlight. The track seemed to be playing fair. I was, I was just expecting the outside the horses to swoop, you know, every race, but it didn't happen. And um, yeah, it was it was, a, it was a really good day's racing and, and the best Everest we've had um, with, you know, champion winning. Yeah. And we'll, look, we'll review races five through ten, but it'd be remiss of me not to mention Fangirl on race four. Mark Sheen, you declared this as your best on the preview. The Punters Club for the world's biggest Punters Club had a, a decent crack at this as well. Uh, maybe a few nervous moments at the top of the straight, but again, J-Mac far too good once he got the split. Yeah, she did get shuffled back along the rail there when um, the pace uh, dropped mid-race. Um, to be perfectly honest, I, I did have something on Roots in the race as well, which uh, perhaps uh, could have won the race with uh, better luck. They both won on the same day as Goulburn and Roots, in fact, were in much uh, quicker sectional times. 
but um, had a few things against it, drawn wide and and um, a query going to the 1,400 metres. But Fangirl, uh, once she got out, she certainly got the brakes at the top of the straight at the right time. I think both of them are certainly horses to follow because uh, that anchor drop mid-race certainly didn't suit horses back in the field, and they've still run one too. Yep. Okay, let's jump into race five, which was the Kosciuszko over 1,200 metres. In terms of the speed for the event on punting form starter, they've gone even, so 1.8 lengths slow to the 600. Look, Art Cadeau managed to stalk handle the truth at the top of the straight, handle the truth, went to loom and just peaked on the run there towards the end. Rob, I'll start with you. Was this just a case of the best horses fighting out the finish here? 100% it was. Um, these these two, I, I thought, had a class edge. Um, half dirty we didn't do the old box exactly for the world's biggest punt club because i thought there was only two chances mark mark um roden was, was stiff i thought he was home for all money i'm not sure what it traded in run but i reckon it would have been in the in the in a, you know somewhere between 101 and 110 because it looked it certainly looked home and natural willow usually doesn't get you know he usually somehow get throws them over the line in this situation um but yeah i did look what's there to say the best two horses won um, the, the thing edit, which is very well back, seems to have come well up the inside. But, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, th- there is a class edge in the in these sort of restricted races. There's often one or two horses that, you know, are actually worth having a good crack at as, as they do have a, a, a good class edge. Yeah. Mark, Shane, what do you do with this race going forward? Can you actually follow any of the beaten brigade? Um, look, I think Edit was a pretty good run here. He did flop out of the stools as, as he had done... Um, in his previous start at Tamworth, and he was very on edge in the yard. I don't know if that's him normally, but uh, he had two handlers, and he was just prancing around like a good sword. So um, I don't know if he was too fresh going to the race, but um, but a long way back and made up good ground. Handled the truth, probably the best I'd ever seen him in the yard. Looked fantastic and looked home. And uh, Art Cadeau, well, great racing family, uh, Terry Robinson, son of the legendary uh, trotting trainer Kevin Robinson, done a great job with his horse. Either wins or runs second. Uh, very consistent galloper. Yeah, uh, Mark Roden. They set the uh, the plan in action for the Cosy first up, and they managed to do that. But we got to see your your expression watching the race live there on the stream. <clears throat> I, I, I haven't watched that back. I wasn't. I didn't carry on too much, did I? No, oh, not too bad. It's okay. <laughs> no, I said. Well, I think what I said. I said Rob's got me here with about a hundred to go. I could just see uh, handle the truth starting to wobble. Uh, I knew Rob was. And it was good result for the punters club. We were on both. It was easy to watch for the. For the people in the club, I suppose, but um, I could. I thought at the 150 he was home, and then at the 100 hang on, he's just start, starting to shorten stride. He's something very great and finishes. He's become a really good strong rider and finishes. He gets gets right up and threw it over the line, got him with about a stride and a half to go. Yeah, disappointing for me, but a great ride from Nash out of barrier one. Um, could have been tricky because he tends to settle midfield uh, usually or beyond. Um, so he's, he wasn't having any of that. Um, just stuck it straight up in the box seat. First clear and looked home and. Uh, Kadeau was given a great run from Barry Free as well and was just the better horse in the day. Mark mentioned Edit. Yeah, he, he was slow away. Um, good run up the inside. As to where they go, I mean, they're, they're country, you know, apart from the likes that handle the truth, and Art Kadeau as well, they're, they're country horses, really. Uh, you, you might even be seeing them back in highways and that sort of thing, um, although probably most of them are too high rated for that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what we do with the form going forward. Race six on the card was the Sydney Stakes over 1,200 metres. Slow tempo here. They've gone the best part of four lengths slow, two to 600. And Big Parade have settled outside the leaders. has managed to put a space on them late. Rob, run us through some of these horses. Oh, look, I'd be 
prefer to listen to Mark Mark Sheen. He saw him in the flesh. But uh, look, big, big parade. Oh, he, he, they backed him. He put together two. Um, standout seems to have run well again. Um, prime candidate. He, he, he seems to get better as he goes deeper into a prep. And he, you know, he, he's run really well. Um, and Kementari doing Kementari things. Yeah. Um, Mark Sheen. Yeah, I think the slow pace really played into the hands of the winner. We sort of thought that in the in the preview, and it did work out that way. I thought he might have been in trouble just at the top of the straight, but um, he has done this before. One day he ran one at Rose Hill. He looked in all sorts of trouble when Lillimore beat him off, and he came again to win that race. And he did something similar on Saturday. A um, bit more consistent winning back-to-back now, so that's that's a tick for him anyway. As soon as he hit the line, they're talking about the Everest next year. So <laughs> it's unrelenting. Yeah. Um, look, I thought uh, Senior Fox, when the track dried out, um, might be a chance here. Look, he was three wide with cover, but uh, I thought he might have let down a little bit better, but perhaps he just does need it bone dry. I thought Wheelhouse, considering he is not a 1,200-metre horse and the tempo of this race, uh, I thought he hit the line very well late. So... He may be heading to Melbourne. Look out for him once he gets in a race over a mile or so. But uh, I thought that was a pretty good run from a horse who was in a race that didn't suit. Yeah. Uh, Mark Roden, the winner would have to be finding quite a few legs to be competing in the Everest, you'd think? No. Yeah. Absolutely, he would be. <laughs> Not in a million years, I wouldn't think he'd yeah, need to improve significantly. This race just was handed to him on a platter, really, um, with the lack of pace and got rid of his... Probably his two main dangers in Kamentari and Senior Fox. Um, yeah, I too thought Senior Fox, I don't think, has run up to his trials, to be honest. I thought he'd close off a bit better than that. I backed him when it dried out. I backed Kamentari as well. Kamentari just didn't show enough early pace and just got into an awful position. Close. He's run well, but um, yeah, he was never going to win. Uh, just panned out perfectly for Big Parade, who I think what they've done with him in his last two starts is the key to him. Um, don't lead at all costs. Just sit off something else if they can. And he seems to race a bit better that way. Uh, great racing style, so we win his share of races. I just don't think the Everest will be one. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at that race, the Everest. Race 7, 1,200 metres. In terms of the tempo, no surprise. Very fast tempo, 6.7 lengths fast to the 600. And in the end, Nature Strip was able to do it all and claim his throne as the best sprinter in the country, Rob. 100% he is. Um, what I saw in his track gallop with Home Affairs at Rose Hill had me convinced that this horse was going better than ever. He seemed to travel on a, on a piece of cotton, um, so he's really improved mentally. He's no, he's no longer the hard-going thing. Um, and, yeah, he, he, he didn't have it easy here. You know, Mars Crusader ran enormous, and, you know, if only, if only, you know, if only he jumped, if only, you know, bollocks should be my uncle. Um <laughs> But yeah, Eduardo, um, fantastic run again. He's a brave horse. I think 1,200 sees him out. Somebody liked him. Massive go for him, 750 into 420. Um, classic legend, prob- probably that the, the track didn't suit, burst up, and it was always going to be a, a hard ass. I, I couldn't see it at, at, at the price. Um, I thought Trekking was as good as a, a chance as him, and they've sort of crossed the line together. So um, yeah, lost and running seems to have turned his form around. Cool. Um, but yeah, look, Nature Strip does deserve the win, and you know he's a fantastic horse, and I'm glad I've got something out of him finally. Yeah, Mark Sheen, uh, we'll need to get a, a yard review from yourself, but also this was a fascinating race tactically, wasn't it? Well, I think uh, look, I was shocked in the first hundred when mm. Home Affairs and Eduardo just handed up to Nature Strip, and I think that 
has actually won him the race, even though he did sit off the fence and lead by three quarters of a length. Um, he wasn't pressured to get there. He sort of was in his own rhythm rather than having something go with him and race him. And uh, I think that's left a little bit in the tank at the finish of the race for him. Uh, Classic legend looked fine in the yard. Um, I think he's, he's run really well considering he was up against it, got back in the field, and the tempo was not as frantic as it was last year. Mars Crusader, well, that's Mars Crusader, isn't it? Um, but to tell you what, we've seen all this before. Though. This is the same trifecta as the TJ Smith mm. from, <laughs> from the autumn. Mm-hmm. And six of these 12 ran in the race last year. I think we're suffering from the fact that the last two crop of three-year-olds have not really, or two-year-olds have not gone on into their three-year-old and four-year-old season and really transferred into top-line sprinters. And we're sort of left with the same group. Um, you probably only could have backed three in the race really going into it. You could you could have put a pen through Classique Legend if you, if you pinned him from his... Uh, campaign in Hong Kong. Eduardo was a bit of a query at 1,200 metres. Mars Crusader was going to get back in the field. So probably not a lot of winning chances as such, but um, I think we need an injection of of new blood to sort of get this. I know it's pumped up this race, but mm. as I said, it's the same three over the line as the TJ. Yep, I think that's a, a great call. Uh, Mark Roden, you were with the Nature Belt, you were with the Strip, you've been with him on and off and you've had the... Uh, the wood over him most of the time, just by following his starting price. Uh, he's really impressed here. I think it was an extraordinary performance, to be honest. I, I, it, on hunting forms data, it's, it's actually been, what, run four lengths faster than um, last year's Everest in the first half of the race, and we thought that was suicidal. Yeah. And set up, I mean, they, they look, Mars Crusader had to change course, but it was absolutely put on for Mars Crusader. It's, it's about the best run of his career, I would say. Um, but... Yeah, we said it a thousand times. That's his racing style. And you, you won't get a tempo like that in many races, I think. Mm. Um, what was it, 11-something faster, the 600? Uh, uh, yeah, for, on the on the adjusted figures, yeah, 11.3. Yeah, okay, but to sit off the fence going that quick, they've had their chance to run him down. I mean, I, I don't think it's his highest rating win because of that, because the, top, the early pace has been so hot. Um, but one of his... One of his best performances in his career to hold on. I mean, the the last 200 is horrific, a 12.4 or something, you know, which is as slow as you'd get in a, in a race of this class. But that just shows you how inefficiently the, the race has been run. It's um, how much of the um, time was run in the first half. Um, to Mark's point about the lack of depth, um, look, I, I think this was, a, this was a great race and a great spectacle. The first three, at least, of really good horses, really good sprinters. But, you know, we keep selling horses to Hong Kong if they're geldings or if they're entires, they get retired at 3.5 years old, you know. Um, I suppose that's top-class racing, isn't it? The same with weight for age racing. You get sort of lumped with the same group of horses. It's you have I'm a bit of plate, you know. I mean, wow. Um, it's disappointing. I don't know. It, it's just, you know, this is capitalism, the free market. This is how the, you get the most, you know, they spend a fortune on these horses and they're entitled to get a return. And this, this is the most efficient way of doing it is either selling or retiring them early. Um, and it's unfortunate for the racing, but I don't know how you legislate to stop it. Um, it you know, they're their horses. They can do what they want with them. Um, but it is unfortunate that, you know, you get these absolute massive conglomerates buying all the good yielding stock with the sole aim of winning a, a, a age-restricted Group 1 and sending them a stud. You know, it, it's not great for racing, I must say. No. 
No, exactly right. Especially when they're yet to be proven in the open age company and you don't actually know how good they are. Well, this race would actually be better in the autumn when you would have the three-year-olds, mm. but that wouldn't suit... Uh, no, that wouldn't affect the autumn spring carnival, so... <laughs> well, what, what about um, Home Affairs back... Down, down the down the straight in the um in the in the sire making race on Derby Day, Your firm track, it's got to be in it. Well, that's what he needs the firm track, yeah. isn't it? They they have to be going that way. We know they've got a very good cold up and running, and and back to his own age would, would suit him. Yeah. A few oh, look the, the the pace found a few out here actually. I was um a few people giving the Inferno a chance, and I wouldn't have been shocked to see it run on, especially with a fast pace. But he just didn't know where he was. He was just. Blind to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know if uh, he he paraded quite badly. I, I haven't seen him before, but he, okay. he didn't look great in the yard. So I'm not sure if that's him though. But uh, he's sweating up and didn't look in great fettle in my eye. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's briefly mention the Craven Plate because I'm not sure there's much to see here. Uh, Two thousand meters, Group Three, very slow tempo in terms of that speed for the class. It's six point six lengths slow to the six hundred. Uh, Rob. Limited opposition here to think of it over. Yeah, very limited. Um, Skylab, Ryan, Lions Raw, they they're in the Quinella, uh, I think in the uh, Roseville Guineas. Um, so something from the four-year-olds. Think it over. I look look great on the tally, but you know I I, I can't back this horse at odds on when I'm back to the thirty odds. Yeah. You know. <laughs> when yeah. I, remember when I back to do the rider? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Have I? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. This 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 race is, you know, Yonkers seem to be a bit disappointing. Um, shared ambition gave up the ghost a bit bit quick, and uh, yeah, look what 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 a ho hum affair after the Everest it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right, Mark Sheen. It must have felt like a little bit of a letdown on course. Uh, yeah, look, uh, it was just a bit of a jog trot. Uh, look, I think it over was sort of half carding three wide. That was probably the only thing that you could have thought in the run that uh, would bring him undone, but uh, he was probably in the best part of the ground by then, actually. Um, heavily backed. Um, look, he only scraped in the other day of a shared ambition, but this was certainly a, a massive improvement off that. Skylab looked very sluggish in the early stages, sluggish all the way, did make up ground late, so probably looking for further now, but it was a bit of a... Bit of a, you know, as you say, a bit of a letdown after the Everest. Yeah. Uh, Mark Roden, anything for yourself out of this race? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Fastly run again, as predicted. I mean, when it fell away to a field of six, any hope of speed in the race was completely gone. Lions Roars ended up taking it up, believe it or not. Um, that's how slow they were going. Uh, thinking over a bit better through the line this time. He sort of collapsed over the collapsed over the line last time. But uh, he's run an OK last section, as you'd expect, in such a slow race. But... Um, whether it's a bit misleading because the horses that, well, particularly shared ambition who were giving him a race last time just completely dropped off. So it may have been a touch misleading. Um, I still don't know if I'd want to be anything to do with him in a genuine 2,000 metre race. Think it over. I think it'd be better at a mile. But, um, but uh, look, can't take anything away from Kerry Parker. You keep you know, turning up winning these weight for age races for a good check every time. And good luck to him. Absolutely. Uh, race nine, the St. Ledger, 2,600 metres, very fast tempo here, set by Hush Rider, five and a half lengths fast to the 600. And then we've seen this very fast tempo find out a lot of these horses, but warning, sustained push for this horse in the market, and it's just knocked off Luntzies there on the line. Rob, your thoughts on a couple of these? 
Uh, the warnings one I've never been able to catch. I know Dicko, Dicko loves him. I think he stitched up a sh- Shadow Hero in the Derby. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a good looker. Um, Entente, um as Mark Sheen was saying in the preview, he was going to be sus- suspect at the uh, um, at the trip, and he seems to have run very very well. Um, I personally laid him the win in the place, so um, yeah, it's very much a break even race, and then the rest are just you know Sydney stayers. Luncey's might have something in it. It's still only rated eighty eight, so. Maybe that's uh, the one to follow out of the race. Yeah, Mark Sheen, how'd you see the St Ledger? Um, yeah, look, there was plenty of money for this winner. I think Ronnie Duffy tipped it uh, early in the week. There at about thirty dollars, so it was a good find from Ron. Um, uh, look, Nash makes a big difference on these these stars, doesn't he? Um, things that are a little bit reluctant, he jumps on them and um, stands over them. It can make a huge difference. Uh, I ended up on Luntis myself. Um, he loomed up. I thought he was a moral with 100 to go, but didn't quite go past the other one. On Tons probably had enough, and I don't think it was wet enough for high emotion, as it turned out. Um, I think we were all expecting the track to be a little bit worse than it was. Yeah, Mark Broden, it was certainly one of those. It was like a, a good play on Thursday, and then slowly as the day unfolded, you yeah. thought, oh, this might be a bit of trouble. Well, the, the, the fluctuation sort of mirrored the weather. Has mm. it rained on... Thursday, it was like 7.50 into about 5, 5.50, and then the, the windy, sunny day on Saturday, then it was the U-turn back out and out and out, and it was beaten all the way. I, I still think it was disappointing. Even on a drier track, it should have run better than it did, but it, it was very very ordinary. I backed it, saved on Cariff, who I think was given a good run. Um, you know, probably needs 3,200 Cariff, to be quite honest. He's, uh, he's a real grinder. Yeah, it wasn't this a go. I mean, I... I think I mentioned him in the previous show and I thought, oh, you know, they've found him now around $10, $12 because yeah. it was a nice hidden run at the Metro. Certainly had something more to come with, with National in particular. But this has jumped 430 best hope and SP6. Um, you know, in half million dollar tote pools, they've just put truckloads on it. It's over raced for most of the race. Uh, and if there'd been a brick wall on the finish line, it would have run through that too, I think. This was a, a very, very. Um, very good performance and clearly not unexpected. Um, I was watching the betting. I couldn't believe they were still backing it because I thought he was better on soft. I could see why they were backing Munties because the track was drying out and that was a big plus for it. And I thought, well, won't the money dry up for warning like it is for high emotion here? Nope. Just kept coming, kept coming, and they were quite right. In fact, the three solid horses on the Tate of Trifecta um, yeah. warning. They got it completely right. I, I was wrong, but, um, yeah, well done. Yeah, you do wonder if that was some sort of speed, tempo-related algorithm that they managed to plug in and got the the result there because it does seem that obviously the result has just mirrored what the betting was and they've just gapped the rest yeah, and yeah the margins were enormous and they they put the pens through all the ones that mm. didn't perform so yes they got spot on all right let's have a look at the last uh benchmark 78 over 1400 uh, even tempo pretty much bang on even to the 600 promise of success no real market support for this horse in fact it's sp at seven dollars twenty on the fair and uh, look, it still managed to, to put a space on a few of these others. Uh, Suave was second. Golly, unlucky was third. Rob Scurry. Hey, go again, Rob. You're on mute. Did that last week. Um, <laughs> promise of... Yeah, this thing ran really well and bolted in first up. I, I recall, I think it was at the Kenzo. Um, and, you know, John O'Shea seems to be in good form. So I, I'm, I'm not sure why the lack of market support for it because it, it, it savaged the line that day. And, um, you know, it, it, it's killed them here. Uh, personally, I'm my old mate, Knight of Power, um, you know, much to 
Dicko Chagrin. We t- I, I wanted an each way ticket, demanded an each way ticket, and it's run fourth. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> after having loomed up, getting our homes hopes up, come on, go, got Pody, got Pody. Oh, run, keep run, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's just. Um, not, I'm not sure what's up with Eliza Beal. Um, she was one of the better-looking fillies of, of the last 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 um, season. Um, she seems to be disappointing this time in. Um, <laughs> equation seems to be overrated. Um, this much much better from Gary Moore. The grey he, he seems to um, yeah he, he, he might have something. Um, he's, he's a bit of a winner and he always seems to go around at a decent price too. So. Um, yeah, he's one maybe to look out for, and um, Suave has, has run well. But, um, yeah, the winners, I think the winner's the best horse in the race and maybe can go on. Yeah. Uh, Mark Sheen, how'd you see the last race? Yeah, look, I talked myself out of this winner. I've been on it every start in Australia five times. I backed it a couple of horror rides on the Kenzo. Um, but uh, I think she just appreciated getting a toe in the ground uh, as opposed to the Kenzo. It was pretty rock hard last start, so... She showed a, a great turn of foot there. Um, she's, she, she has a fantastic finish uh, on her, this mare. Things went her way a little bit uh, with the fact that she didn't pull as hard as she did last start. Uh, found some cover. Thought Suave was brave. Fence was right off by that stage. And uh, McDonald uh, from Barry number 1 couldn't do much about that. So uh, he looks in fantastic form at the moment. And golly, I'm lucky we mentioned this in the preview show. He didn't have a great deal of luck again in the top of the straight. He's uh, racing in fantastic hard equation, very disappointing. Might want further now, but I think uh, Suave certainly won to follow out of the race. Yep, Mark Roden, is that the way that you saw it? Yeah, Suave was my horse to follow too. I, um, yeah, if she'd drawn middle, I, I sort of wanted to back her. I don't know whether she would have beaten Promise of Success, but she's, she has run very well out of the out of the inside gates. Um, filthy on myself, I didn't back Promise of Success either personally or for the, the club. Um, you know, when you're making a decision five minutes out, it was around 480-ish, yep. um, which was, I thought, about the price, you know. So I said no. Got respect to doing something else with the live stream and stuff. They jump on a seat, it's $7 something, you know, just ridiculous odds. And anyway, we missed one there, but that's that's life. Um, golly, I'm lucky good again. I think I, I mentioned it earlier in its prep as a horse to fire too. But, but I, said, I said, you know, back to the midweeks. It's only got a rating of 68. Surely there's a midweek race for it. But against that, I suppose Terry Robinson told me to get stuffed. I won a $1.3 million race on uh, Saturday and you didn't. So uh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, but I, I, honestly, I would. I think there's a midweek race in him and I do think there's a race for Suave. She's, uh, she's fine. Okay. That brings us to the end. I'll get a couple of horses to follow from each of you. But uh, Rob, I'll start for yourself. Who are you looking forward to seeing in the yard next time? <clears throat> Oh, well, I think we've got uh, my, my old girlfriend Ice Bath is, is running up against um, the, the Kiwi horse in the, um, yeah, we you know, the one I mean, Entrever, I think. Yep. Um, so I'm certainly looking forward to that. Um, I won't be dropping off Home Affairs. Hopefully we'll get a bit of a price about him uh, off this failure. But I think on a, on a firm track, um, he might end up being the best three-year-old because um, uh, he certainly looks like it. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll cop uh, Mark Sheen's tip for Wheelhouse. Um that's a horse that uh, you know I've always liked the look of and, and running well in um, unsuitable distances. He, he is surely a race for him this time in. All right, I'm just bringing up the uh, the cool more for you, Rob. Home Affairs is eleven dollars. Fifth line of betting. Do you want to speculate early? It's about, yeah, it's about there. It's, it's, it's about there. But you know, who knows? I've got to look at the weather and stuff. Yeah. And you know, uh, well, we got the, we got the mail from um, Chris. He said it needs firm track. And, yeah. 
it was it was a hundred it was a hundreds I, I had it absolutely none in the, yep. in the errors so once once the track wasn't firm yep Mark Shane a few horses to follow for yourself yeah well just uh, wheelhouse as I mentioned earlier and I think Schwab even though it was his third run in on Saturday and was in the worst ground but still a big strong type who I think still had a bit of improvement uh, looking at it in the enclosure magnificent type and um uh, a good win at Warwick Farm from an impossible position uh, the start before, so it looks to be in great form at the moment. And Mark Roden. Yeah, unfortunately that was the horse. <laughs> I can't be any different. Suave was my horse to follow from the meeting for uh, almost identical reasons. Um, yeah, I'll just have to leave it at that. Sorry. All right. The week ahead, we've got Kenzo Wednesday, Hawkesbury Thursday, Kembla Grange and Randwick on Saturday for the beach race and the RSVP. Mark Sheen, you must be excited about these races. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, rain predicted all week, so the ice bath will certainly be in her element on Saturday. I wish it was a mile, though, but um, do we go to the well one more time? I think, have to. I think it's compulsory. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's it. I'll leave it to you guys anyway. We'll catch up on Friday. We'll preview uh, those races. We'll tip ice bath and back it, and um, we'll see what happens. But until then, guys, enjoy the week. Thanks, man.